Seguro. I just love yelling. What's up, yo? Thursday. Uh, super dope. All right. Like we said earlier this week, special week. Godzilla King of the Monsters is out. Me and Brandon are going to see it tonight. We're fucking ants. But we do still have a couple of older Godzilla flicks that we talked about last year that I wanted to uh, get out to you. I figured this would be a good excuse to do so. Um, so we did actually do Godzilla Raids again. Uh, which came out five months after uh, the 1954 Godzilla movie that you heard us talk about earlier this week. Unfortunately, that audio, when I went to grab it, it's fucked. It's totally, it's fucked. Um, so we're skipping to the third movie we watched together, uh, which is uh, Mothra versus Godzilla. Very important that Mothra gets top billing here. Um, we did not watch the original Mothra movie, which is separate and independent of Godzilla, but... Uh, one maybe I should watch because I'm sure Brandon has. I, I don't know dick about it. Um, speaking of Brandon, Doczilla, I think, is is what I should probably stick with. Uh, Professor Doczilla, Brandon himself. Um, some people said that they really enjoyed the first episode of this. Uh, and they got a lot of insight on Godzilla that they definitely did not expect to get. And it was really interesting. And it actually kind of made people want to go back and watch these little movies. So... Mission accomplished on what we were looking to do with this. Hopefully that's enough to get Brandon uh, to stop fighting the Revolutionary War 100 days a year and come do a Godzilla podcast with me on um, a semi-regular basis. So um plan here is we're going to go see the movie tonight. We are going to sit down and record a podcast for it on Saturday night, I believe, and uh, record that, or excuse me, release that next week. And I also have the original King Kong versus Godzilla um, recorded that I plan to release next week as well so all that being said um hope you guys enjoy this second episode of pojira and the ridiculous theme song um anything else yes there is there are other things um a couple of free episodes up on the patreon for you to listen to this week um one is an og dragon ball that me and mike norm did first appearance of lunch or launch depending on your preference uh, and also the Death Note Super Dope that we put up today. Uh, it's volume 25, Silence, a.k.a. The Death of L. Ugh. Yeah, and that one's public today, too, because that's a pretty big episode. I also feel like it's one of our best episodes for Death Note Super Dope, um, just as a whole. Uh, me, Amber, and Feds um, talking about a big episode in that anime, and uh, the musical segment is on point, too. If you haven't heard any of the musical shit that we've done, for Death Not Super Dope, you should go check it out. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. How's that? Um, if you don't, check out the show notes. Uh, it's fucking patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. There you go. Um, all right. Mothra versus Godzilla. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, amped to go see this movie tonight. I know Brandon's super amped, even though he's in a lot of pain. Poor dude. The stone. The stone's got him. Um, all right. Talk to you guys soon. Super Dope.
But today we watch Mothra vs. Godzilla. So that song's a little bit different. It goes dun 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 Welcome. That was mystical. Shake your ass. Wash yourself. That's mystical. <laughs> Welcome into Pojira, <laughs> the podcast where we watch Godzilla movies and then somehow talk about them like maybe Brandon's going to fucking college for it. So, my name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Uh, Brandon Alio? Alio? There you go, jackpot. Brandon Alio, Doczilla in the house. The one and the only. I've only been friends with you for like. I don't know, three or four years. So obviously, I wouldn't learn how to say your last name properly in that time. I even leave my Godzilla toys at your house. Yeah, you left a bunch of Godzilla shit here. And I was like, hey, uh, it's pretty cool. You brought this over for the first podcast a couple months ago. I keep many of my things at various people's houses. Well, Just- I was like, you're going to take it back. And you're like, no. Just in case I ever have to evacuate, I had to hang up a goddamn wall scroll, man. I, I keep I keep my toys like the echo base of like my rebellion in case I ever have to evacuate. You know, there's always a rendezvous. Smart. I mean, this room in itself where we record the podcast, like I got the I got the Dragon Ball wall. Obviously, I've got super the, dope. I got the, I got the music wall because we interview musicians in here for local sounds, and now I got to start to incorporate the Godzilla shit. Three podcasts. It's like. Pick a goddamn theme and go with it. She's fat, she's thin, she's fat, she's thin, she's fat, she's thin. Goddamn, pick a body and go with it. Old SNL skit about Oprah? No? I quit. Yeah, me too. But we watched Mothra versus Godzilla today, and it's important that Mothra gets top billing in this. So we've watched these movies a little bit out of order in that we didn't watch the original Mothra film. So what? Missed one. Oh shit! I didn't introduce you at all. I'm sorry. I got so caught up. Jesus okay. Christ! I'm like trying to give you subtle hints. That's not okay. subtle at all. Just be like point at her. I was. Jesus. With my eyes. I'm just gonna sit in the corner and be ignored. Shannon Tolls, back yeah. on the podcast with us. Yep. She's like the blank <laughs> slate for this podcast. Guess who's back? Shannon Tolls. No. Pod Podjira. Given Pojira. Pojira. So Shannon's back. She's like the, uh, for us on this podcast, because Brandon's obviously, you know, doctorate level shit. He basically wants to be Godzilla. Um, I took a course several <laughs> years ago at University of California, Berkeley on Kaijuega. Fuck off. That's not a real thing. You did that? I didn't, but it is real. Okay. Well, now I'm mad that it's real and you didn't do that. Fuck off. You didn't do that? I took an independent study. This is the fourth movie we've watched. So yeah, uh, to know that this exists now in the fourth episode and you haven't gone to do it yet, that's not cool. I took an independent study. What the fuck does that mean? You watched a bunch of Godzilla by yourself? And I did a lot of research. Goddamn right you did. Nerd! But we watched Mothra vs. Godzilla today. So again, we kind of went a little bit out of order in that we did not watch the original Mothra film. Correct. So... This film is interesting because like the King Kong movie that we watched last, King Kong versus Godzilla, this also brings another monster into the Godzilla canon. And this would be technically the first Toho uh, Kaijuega canon introduction. 
where they take two independent series and now merge them together. So oh. basically, what what year did this movie come out, Brandon? This you know will come out in early 1964. Um, so this is two years after King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, they've decided to reignite the series. Um, there is a failed attempt, or at least failed idea, to follow up with King Kong versus Godzilla with an immediate sequel. Very loose translation. Literally, it would have been called Continuation King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, rather than complete that series, uh, they decided to introduce a prior canonized monster, Mothra. So the reason they didn't do King Kong Part 2 right away is because probably issues with the rights to King Kong? Or? Probably, or not so much the rights, but probably the funding to acquire or continue acquiring said rights. Because they're expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, a substitute monster is brought in, Mothra is... Brought in or made up? Toho made up Mothra. Well, Mothra had already existed. The original Mothra came out in 61. Okay. Um, and Toho didn't have anything to do with that first Mothra movie? Or no, they, they created Mothra. They, all right. So Mothra created, would have okay. been... Um, depending on what you consider Kaiju Ega, the third or fourth monster... Um, that they created after the first two Godzilla movies. You Godzilla, have Rodan, Rodan, um, Mothra's the third. You in that have line. Mogera, if you want to count as part of the Mysterians, and Varen, which was initially a made-for-TV movie, um, but was later put in film. What the fuck? I feel like you just listed monsters I've never even heard of. Yeah. Yeah, me either. What the hell? We'll go back to that. I feel Varen like, is a very long. Well, tough here's slog. what's interesting about this podcast to me is Varen's that good for about five minutes. Basically, we're following the Brandon Alio hmm. timeline of Godzilla and Kajuwaka movies, and like we've kind of taken some liberties here or there. Like, eh, it's not exactly necessary to watch this movie before we watch this one, so on and so forth. Basically, if we looked at it from a drug perspective, we're mainlining right now. But what's interesting about this to me is we're like you said we're mainlining, but we still have so many other little tiny things yeah. we could go back and by take a this look time at. if if we wanted to follow the tract of just Kaijuega monster movies, we would have had to have seen Rodan, which would have come out in fifty six, and we fucked up on that. We did the Mysterians, which came out in fifty seven. We also fucked up uh, on that. Varen, which would have come out in I believe. 59 or 60. I also feel like you made that up, but I'll Mothra, take your word for which it. came we out in 61. We've skipped four movies already. We need to go back and start the podcast over. God damn it, man. Too much time. I didn't make Varen up. <laughs> I'm not saying you did. I'm just kidding around. But so I say that just because obviously we're kind of taking, you know, if you're a Godzilla purist listening to this podcast, you somehow stumbled onto Pogira. God bless you. Um, is, is that Varen? You showed me a picture of Varen? Is Varen the Unbelievable? It looks like Godzilla with human hands with his head on fire. He had an accident. What was the accident? His head caught on fire? No, he was just Varen. Well, Varen be damned. Uh, Godzilla caught his head on fire in this movie today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my, my point in saying all of that is we're kind of we're kind of taking the Brandon route in this and, and Brandon, we trust Doc Zella represent. Essentially what we're doing is we're going to stick mostly to the Godzilla movies for now. If we are willing to carry on after the last Japanese produced Godzilla movie. Come on, movie, man. It's Pojira super dope. We, Don't be yes, silly. We will go back and track down and start watching the 
tangents such as Rodan, Mysterians, Frankenstein Conquers the World, Gorath, Degora. There's a lot of other shit for us to get to. Yogg. Well, of the first four movies we've watched, so far to this point for me, Godzilla in 54, the first movie, far and away my favorite one. It's unbelievable. It was it was uh, a fucking masterpiece. Godzilla raids again. I know that you came into that episode saying, this is my favorite movie. And then me and Shannon took a huge dump mm-hmm. on it and made you really question your life on things. And King Kong yeah, versus Godzilla, I, uh, as I fun to, as it was. It I was had to a, reassess friendships. I had to reassess my job. Don't make me throw stuff at the wall, Brandon. You know I'm passionate and I'm prone to fits of rage. I am too. Well... King Kong versus Godzilla was fun, but it was pretty goofy and pretty campy. I think yep. overall, this Mothra film, and again, I haven't seen the first one. I wish I did, only because I said it to you guys while we were watching it. Like, to have Toho come up with these two independent properties and then cross them over, have the foresight to cross them over and share some things between their audiences and you know continue to build not only their brand, but both brands of each individual monster here. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. That's some MCU yeah. shit 50 years before the Marvel Cinematic Universe and was thought up. Up until, I would say, up until 68, 1968, the next movie that we'll watch, um, Three Giant Monsters, Greatest Battle on Earth. Sounds wild. Will be kind of the pinnacle of combining canons. We could say perhaps the next movie will be the original version of Avengers Infinity War. Well, I'm War. sure historically speaking, like having this kind of crossover for them was kind of an eye-opener. Yeah. And to be like, wow, this is well, a viable they're, market. They're really People taking advantage of uh, utilizing the pre-existing monsters that they have and crossing them over into a singular series. Well, it's just more cost-effective from a production perspective. Not necessarily. You don't because... have to go out and get the rights on a King Kong if you well, own that, the character. That's true, but they still have to remake new costumes and new new suits. And that's a big piece of this movie so, for you today, is this is your favorite Godzilla suit. Correct. And this suit will be successful enough in surviving the movie that they will use most of it for the next movie with a few adaptions to the uh, face and the head. Well, but I really appreciate what I consider my favorite of the entire series suit, the Mozu Goju suit. Mozu Goju. Yeah. So write what, that shit down in my dictionary. What the, yeah, what they will do by today's standards is to separate the difference in suit designs rather than say, oh, well, this is the fifth, the sixth. They'll generally name a suit after the movie it's used in or at least the first movie so for example the original or first would be shodai and we'll see that with many different suits for example shodai mozu is used in this movie the original imago mothra uh, that they used in the movie mothra will be used continually in mothra versus godzilla the gojira gojira suit will be used in this movie as a new suit or the fourth suit, the Mozu Goji after Kingu Goji, Gyakushu and Shodai. You just know too many damn Japanese terms. This is true. He has a point. It's like, just talk to us like we're people. Okay. (laughs) That all of that being said, suits aside, 
this, I would have to say, is probably my second favorite movie for a couple of reasons. Uh, so far to this point, anyway. Not second favorite over 31 fucking films, but to the ones that we've watched with this podcast so far, I think this is my second favorite. Not only is it cool to have the crossover, not only is this one of the few Godzilla films I'd watched during my childhood and had weird fucking vivid memories of the two twins from Infant Island singing songs throughout the movie and thinking that was weird as hell. Showbizion. Please keep in mind that I had a VHS dub, so we watched the, the sub DVD today. Yeah. I was a little bummed because all of those beautiful songs that are written throughout this are not subtitled. So I don't know what the fuck they're singing unless they're singing Mothra. I'll have to try and track down a translation. Of I'm them. glad when they sing Mothra, they give the Mothra sub on the screen. But anything else they say, I do not get a sub for. True. But this one to this point for me has been my second favorite just because you get that awesome crossover with, a, you know, another um, monster of industry in terms of Toho properties with Mothra. Oh, definitely. For the first time. It's like the first real kind of crossover outside of that King Kong thing. The King Kong is a little bit diluted to be in that it wasn't made by toho it they had to a spend... natural crossover yeah. yeah exactly so for them to be able to have these self-contained crossovers within this world is really really cool and as as a as a historical side note too history the, nerd. the destruction scenes in this movie are pretty good they're very well thought out they're very well planned and toho was very smart that when they were preparing this for american theaters there is an entirely scene created just for American theaters where the United States Navy comes in. They always got to stick their dick in everything. <laughs> Basically. Brandon doesn't know how to react now. Okay, I continue. fuck you up. Did I fuck you up? Uh, I said the United States Navy, Navy sticks their dick in everything. They always go from port to port. Oh. Is that a butthole joke? No, it's an Austin Powers joke. Oh, well. Only sailors wear condoms. You know, they go from port to port. Anyway, for American audiences, there is an extra scene included that we don't see in the Japanese version where the United States Navy comes in. Of course. Off the coast, off the beach with their new frontier missiles guaranteed to destroy Godzilla. And Wait a minute. The Navy, the United States Navy steps in in the English cut of this movie. Yes. And they're like, we're about to end this. Godzilla and it, w- bitch. it wasn't filmed by American producers. It was fil- refilmed or reshot by the Japanese Toho to include to include in American theaters. Holy shit. Talk yeah. about some mind games. No. Yeah. 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 So, like, hey, uh, what's up, Mr. Big American Man? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't done as. To, to fuck to with pander? the Americans. No, it, it was, was done, done to, to cater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cater, pander, so, same thing. So, but I, I think overall, you know, there's there's great scenes where the military's frustrated. They know that it's not going to necessarily work. Um, there's definitely scenes where it's like, look, we need to lure the monster from the city to minimize the death and destruction. And by this point, when they bring that up in the movie... It's already like a foregone conclusion. We don't really have the ability to kill this thing. We have one chance the by injecting do, 30 million volts into it. And even that. And we said it while we were watching it, too. In the 54 film, they're talking about 1, like million, one million volts. And now they've upped by it to 30. By the fourth film, they're talking about 30 million volts. They're covering Godzilla in metal nets. Metal on metal on metal nets. 
and electrocuted with 30 million votes. Easy Anvil. Hey, take it easy. Easy Eagles. Fuck, Brandon! When you do that, I forget what I'm going to say next. Go ahead. No, I can't no. go ahead. That's the thing. No. <laughs> that was a creepy freaking laugh. I remember now. See? That's what happens with your fucking dad jokes. <sighs> anyway... At a certain point in this film, finally, the fourth Godzilla movie within the Toho recognized canon. Yeah. And they say, yeah, we really don't stay. Like, we have this plan to try to kill him. Yeah. But realistically speaking, let's get the lights set up. Let's try to guide him away from the city yeah. back to the ocean. He, and that's really know... the first time where they kind of admit, like, this is something that's beyond our control. The best we can do is try to manage the crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and, you know... Going into this film, I did a little bit of research, but, you know, sometimes just watching it through a different perspective, you know, being kind of, all right, I'm going to try and listen and look to everything. It was really interesting that they did bring up subtle hints of nuclear proliferation again. Yes. The for victim the first being, time in a while. Yeah. The victim being Infant Island. Well, when they where, go to Infant Island, the first thing they see is like that kind of, and I don't know if that's like a, a nod to Rodan or what, but... There's like that weird turtle in the background that turtle, looks yeah. huge. No, it, G Gamera doesn't come yet. Gamera's first movie's not until 66. Shit, did I just confuse Rodan and Gamera? Yeah. God okay. damn, they're not the same but, person. But the 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 cinematic kind of idea was that, you know, this island has been so messed up with, you know, nuclear tests that, you know, things have been destroyed beyond any possible recognition and even the natives of infant island reinforced that same kind of yeah. thing you, and that who was brought that the was, hellfire from god or that something. was really interesting to kind of experience because at that point it's like oh the the skeletal turtle is sad this is kind of a slow scene where they try and argue to request mothra's help but i didn't really pay attention to the minute dialogue at the you know beforehand you mean with the natives on the island yeah so so for them to kind of reincarnate this nuclear destruction and you know we don't trust you you westerners yeah, almost out, that's kind of the message delivered you westerners yeah. but it they put it at least in this this sub that we watched today as outsiders yeah you know that we don't trust you because you've unleashed this terrible terrible thing upon us and you did this to me you cannot be trusted for the destruction and it's almost bear with me almost puritanistic where you know if you look at say england in the late 1500s uh, you're always about england you're always about religion you weird weird all the history what did you go to history school you fucking nerd no i'm just kidding <laughs> go ahead he is a fucking nerd next nice subject no, go ahead. England in the late 1500s, early 1600s, to some was so corrupt beyond recognition that the only way it could survive was through God's devastation. Huh. And sounds like a country I know. <laughs> and so, and so the islanders have been inflicted with, say, God's beyond God's destruction, that the people who have done this upon them have become so corrupt that. You know what? If Godzilla destroys everything, 
Fuck May- it. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Because you have become so morally corrupt and so terrible that the world may genuinely be a better place if you no longer are part of it. Exactly. So that's that's a really interesting concept to see because in historical hindsight, this movie is supposed to become more and more focused towards younger audiences and they're trying to sell tickets well that was broader my, audiences that was my other point about this being one of my favorite movies is that i mean king kong and and godzilla was the epitome attempt at a popcorn movie for whatever 1962 1962 yeah so and that's the biggest seller of all time this on the other hand was kind of in my opinion, anyway, a much more watchable film, much less cheese for sure. Yeah, no, but and, it's like a perfect popcorn movie. I, like, feel I can like, see this thing being a huge summer hit in the summer of 1964. I guess in my overall analysis of the Godzilla series, this movie and the last movie, or the next movie, Ghidorah, the Three-Headed Monster, will be kind of the last serious movies where there's not necessarily a dark tone, but there's enough of a tone that this isn't just cheesy and fun and, and cute. This they is, haven't gone full on campy there's, yet. There's still something meaningful and and kind of serious about this, you know, before, yeah, before it becomes campy. Do you think that we are just automatically inclined to think the movie is more serious when they harp on the whole radiation thing? Perhaps. And we're like, oh, I we're mean, guilty Americans by association. Oh, fuck. This is kind of like a conversation the three of us had. A few weeks ago, I don't when, talk to you people. When we were discussing um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, we're growing up as kids. It's fun, and it's the Ninja Turtles, and it's great. Wise men once say, but looking, yeah, wise man said, never pay full price for late pizza. Damn right. But when you re- when you watch it from a more adult perspective, it's kind of a dark. It's film. a dark movie, man. And, Raphael and kinda, almost dies. Yeah, you kind of that leave abandoned it. house they flee to in the country. Yeah, like, that's some dark ass shit. You leave the it fire feeling... in April's antique shop. Yo, let's do a podcast about the Ninja Turtles movie. I'll do that. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Me too. I think. No, but but you see traces getting back to the point of that with <laughs> this movie and and you know kind of. Perhaps we're searching for something more meaningful, you know, to what this movie's about. We know that it's going to be fun and it's going to be kind of cheesy. And it's going to kick ass. Yeah. But are are there subtle references to things that as a kid you won't experience, but as an adult you'll kind of go, yeah. Wait a minute. No, watching this movie again Nuclear as an proliferation? adult. Like, yeah. I had no idea that that was even. I mean, maybe I read the, the subs and just be like. I don't know what to make of this, you know? And, and unfortunately too, I think that with our experiences watching the English versions too, they're going to reduce a lot of that to make it more palatable and, you know, kind of bring your date to the double feature and, you know, double creature feature. Yeah, exactly. So seeing these very subtle references to, you know, you did this to us. Why should we help you? GD Americans, Westerners, well, not even that, just just anybody outside of this island, you know, and and the twin fairies, the Shobijin, are like, look, this is this little garden here is all that's left keeping us alive. I don't really understand how those two little twins are in charge of all of the Mothra. I mean, in charge of Mothra, in charge of the egg. Yeah, but yet they're on an island among normal sized people. Yeah, I don't understand that. I'm pass like what the fuck makes them so little i slept through that and what gives them such amazing singing voices like i'm gonna take a pause right here 
and then again here just to showcase how beautiful the music that those yeah. two twins sing yeah. throughout the film and like three or four different pieces of music I believe they'll have a worldwide hit in 64 maybe with one of their songs there is it a banger their nickname what the fuck dude I'm getting aggravated I know why the door is getting slammed and that makes me more aggravated Is it a banger? Does it pass the I, I Tom Haverford banger I, test? I haven't downloaded it on Spotify yet. What so the hell, Brandon? It's by the Peanut Twins. Anyway. That's what they're called? Yeah. The Peanut Twins? Are they actually like small people? No, they're twins. They're normal sized people. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's like some fusion thought, net shit. They, it, was, it was their high tech special effects of the time that they, they used a lot of, I guess they would use blue screen where they would superimpose one scene onto another. Oh, I see. So, yeah. for example, like when they're in the hotel room, they probably made a life-size set of big furniture. But when, you know, they're trying to be attacked by Happy Enterprises, you know. Or there's like another scene with them on the beach and, and the yeah. three people from the news organization yeah, exactly. are standing over like this little exactly. rock log thing. And the two twins are down there superimposed on those scenes, no doubt. Yeah. Um, and, you know. To me, what really makes this movie enjoyable, one of my favorites, besides the the Mozu Goji suit, is the cinematography and the destruction scenes that are pretty well calculated. Except for the mistakes that you pointed out. Exactly. So they're all awesome. There's at least one great... Not only... Well, here's the thing. The mistakes that you pointed out to us from like a chore uh, choreographical perspective—is that the yeah. right way? Uh, the things that you pointed out to us today, had you not pointed them out to us, I'd have been like, "This completely fits in with the narrative." Exactly. When you came in today, you were like, "I love this movie. I know it as Godzilla with a Hangover." Yeah, because which is essentially you know, what it is. Because the beginning of the movie, when you first see Godzilla for the first time, he's waking up covered underground from like a tsunami. He's been trashed by uh, or a typhoon. A typhoon. Yes. And so he wakes up in the midst of being buried and you know the first thing he wants to do is find some form of sustenance he's like yo so he treks across nagoya to the beach where he finds a delicious egg a big ass and so you know kind of we've all been there where we've had you know a great time great day you kind of wake up going what happened last night i want some eggs i want some eggs and bacon um, but in a, in a very serious perspective, as you were talking about, there's kind of some happy accidents. The first of which is when Godzilla is supposed to attack Nagoya Castle. Um, in the filming, as I have understood through research, the Godzilla scene in which um, Haruo Nakajima portraying Godzilla does not miss, does not hit the step, or rather trips into Nagoya Castle. Yeah demolishing it accidentally now supposedly also too if you watch it carefully supposedly a couple teeth fall out of the suit and it's a big fuck up it's a big mess up but being that nagoya castle was so expensive to build a they miniature of they weren't gonna reshoot that they couldn't in terms of time they decided to incorporate money. what they had so the happy accident turns into a very natural accident where Godzilla missteps and it crashes with the straight narrative. into the castle and decides fuck it I smashed into this thing it's gonna feel my wrath and he just tears at it fuck and it I'm a hungover it. Godzilla and I'm pissed and I want some eggs the next <laughs> um, happy accident 
perhaps was not so happy for Haruo Nakajima, where during one of the attack scenes in which the Japanese self-defense yeah, the, force the is tanks and the planes desperately are coming at him. trying to destroy Godzilla, or at least guide him towards um, the Plan B, they explode <laughs> a uh, large explosion in front of him, so much so that the suit, particularly the head of Mozugoji, catches fire. Um, it must have been horrific for Haruo Nakajima right. to be trying to film this scene, catching on fire, feeling immense heat inside a latex suit. Do you know if anyone has ever written a biography about him? There has to be a biography written about that dude, right? There's there's a few different um, tutorials and small documentaries. Nah, fuck that. I'm talking we, like a book. I want to know how this dude book, grew the up. The full books that have been produced based around this series. We have one in our possession here um, of E.G. Tsuburaya, the other of which is by uh, is for director uh, Ishiro Honda. Um, I don't believe uh, Nakajima has a biography written of him. He recently passed away within the last uh, two or so years. Um, That's sad. It is, it is. He's an incredible, incredible he person. He must have been what, pushing like 100 Right? late 80s yeah okay yeah. So, well um, even but, still man you know, some the, of the some of the stories that come out of, of some of these toho productions especially where they're yeah. notorious like we've talked about so much for cutting costs yeah reusing actors reusing stock destructive footage yeah they're probably um, cut corners at least, in terms of the way that they coordinate stunts as well there's at least one to two stock footage scenes used in this movie um, it's mostly military scenes of military preparations, and I believe the uh, fighter jets, the F-86 Sabres firing upon Godzilla, are both used from the 1957 movie The Mysterians. Fucking Mysterians. Um, Strike again. Same podcast. Yeah. I, I will admit I am a very terrible Godzilla fan. I have yet to see Mysterians. Um, so Don't talk to me anymore. I You're know. fired. Damn. Doxilla, find a new job. I'm trying. I'll find one this weekend. We'll see what happens. Ow! That what hurt. the fuck does that mean? I'm going to move across the street. I know where you're going this weekend. Are you trying to get a job at Fort Tide to go be with your fucking boyfriend? No, I'm trying to secretly get my mo uh, job at the collection development position. The one that just opened? Yeah. I uh -huh. won't be qualified, though. But you're gonna cover some of the things until yeah. they find somebody. So like, could that the make you? With that lighter, which by the way was awesome. Thanks. Second of all, you better not be lying, so I'll kick you in the dick. I'm not moving to Ticonderoga. It's boring up there. And Kelly would hate it. Kelly hates most things. You're He's welcome. got a point. He's got a real point sure. on that. I said it for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let me try to find my lighter. <laughs> you can't just drop little fucking things like that, you dickhead. Uh, Kyle's so salty. Yes, he he's saltier he than us. Fuck the flow. You just fuck the flow. Help. Saltier than a salt caramel. I'm not leaving you guys. Don't worry. Hisker. Oof. I'm not leaving you guys. This room is very warm. It's hot in here again. I don't like it. Thank you. God damn it, Brandon. Let me throw my lighter. I hate you. I hate you, my lighter. I love you, though. <laughs> <laughs>
Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's gone. Most of the impact of the lighter hit my. Did you need that lighter? It's part. To light anything else on fire, I do. Do you not have another lighter? No. Kyle. Wait, wait, don't, mo- don't, don't, you'll crush my hand. Don't. I'll move on there. I have lighters in my car. I do too. Anyway, what's next? What do we got? I think we barely talked about Mothra. <gasps> okay. Let's go on that. So, having not seen the first Mothra movie, I wasn't really sure what the narrative was going to be because the movie opens up where they find this egg and they try to turn it into the fucking crux of some amusement park opening. Happy Enterprises. Happy Enterprises. Rest in peace, rest in peace, mainly because Godzilla fucked the day up. But I didn't really know what the narrative of, you know, the origin of Mothra looked like. So I wasn't sure, like, am I about to watch a new Mothra be born? Much like a second Godzilla came back with Godzilla Raids again. Because in the first 54 movie, that Godzilla gets eradicated by the Oxygen Destroyer. So essentially, the Mothra versus Godzilla movie will be technically a direct sequel to the original Mothra. Where the um, twin fairies are captured on Infant Island and taken back to Tokyo. Shit. The larva, Mothra, is dispatched to Tokyo to rescue them. Basically, as they hint that will happen if the egg hatches, Mothra's intentions are good, but it will destroy everything in its path. Mothra will then go to the center of Tokyo, where it will cocoon itself and turn into its imago form. And that's the giant form that we saw today. The moth form, as we know. So in the first Mothra movie, it starts off much like we saw today when the twins hatch out of the egg as as a larva. Correct. And then at the end of the film, Imago Mothra will rescue the Shobijin or the Twin Fairies. So it runs around leave. the first half of the movie as a larva fucks things up because it's just kind Correct. of what it's meant Correct. to do. And then it cocoons itself, hatches into I- Imigo? Yeah, Imigo. Imigo mm-hmm. Mothra. Mm-hmm. Is that like its form? or like that's Yeah, that's, its, okay. that's essentially its translation of its, its moth form, its flying moth form. So what we see now is a an aged Imago Mothra who has reached its maturity. It has now surpassed its maturity. I was going to say, how much time, do you, if you know this, how much time is supposed to have elapsed between that first movie and this movie we watched tonight? If you follow the terms of time, three Couple, years. Three years. So what has now happened is when the the individuals of Japan have arrived in Infant Island... Mothra's imago form has lasted three years. Perhaps that is long enough where it is reached past its maturity level. It has now found its resting place to essentially die. It has buried its egg for the next Mozuda or Mothra to be developed. And it has now reached its point where it has to die. And they even mentioned that earlier in the film. If 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 Imigo Mothra is to leave this island, it will not die in it, its resting place. Yes, it will not come back. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking morbid as hell. But still, it has to go out and protect its egg. Yes, assuming that's the motivating factor. It has to be right. Because the, the twins—that's the motivating the factor. Is getting of that the egg and back. The plea by by the reporter and it, his photographer and the scientist that you know. Both good and bad people of Japan and the world will 
suffer terribly if Godzilla is continuing its rampage. And that's one of the more interesting parts of this movie to me is mm-hmm. the appeal that the the lady photographer makes to whomever the hell is in charge of the red people on fucking Infant Island. The yeah. And basically she goes on that diatribe about Yes, there are bad people out there. There are good people out there that are currently dying by Godzilla's hand. We need Mothra in order to be able to combat that. You have to lend us this help. It's only right. And like the 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 leader, uh, I don't know if they've got like I feel fucking weird calling them the Red People. That's probably not the, the best. The inhabitants way to put it. of Infant Island. <laughs> the inhabitants of Infant Island. God damn, that's a long fucking title. But the leader of the inhabitants of Infant Island. Ooh, nailed it. The natives. Just saying the natives. I don't want to say the natives either. I feel like that's a whole different kind of racist. Well, they're indigenous to the island. Either way, he very bluntly says, "No." Yeah. Fuck you. Go away. Yeah. No, you guys have brought this type of destruction to us in the first place. It's the things that you guys have done in the past that have even allowed Mothra and Godzilla to exist. And the whole plea, and I don't know if you can speak to this at all from a historical perspective, but the entire plea from the lady photographer about all men are equal, no men is above God, uh, there are good and bad people throughout the world, even bad people deserve to live. Yeah. And, and basically, you know, try to justify their existence or whoever you want to put it with whatever kind of, um, you know, moral, moral high ground that she tries to work in there, there. But ultimately, the leader of the, what the hell did we say? The native inhabitants of, of Infant inhabitants Island. Inhabitants of Infant Island. Eventually, he agrees to let Mothra go. Well, he and I don't think he necessarily gives the final say. The well, twin fairies will plead with Mothra through song to. I wish we had subs on the song. To, to sacrifice. Oh, the song's right. Now. My point is, I don't know if there's any kind of like religious context as to what the general consensus was or what the popular religions were in the 60s in Japan. Be Shinto, I believe. I don't know what that means. But the fact that she's appealing to God and yeah. no man being greater above God, do you think that that was how they translated the script for the subtitles? Or do you think that that was um, expressed within the natural dialogue of the Japanese? I think it was natural. I think it was a, a clear translation. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you really want to get in depth, what would you consider God? You know, because I would. Are assume... we doing this? So you want to go there? No, well, I, I, <laughs> no I, I would assume through not. through my basic knowledge that the God would also be the emperor. Emperor of what? Of Japan. Emperor what? Hirohodo. Huh? Okay. Explain. Why would God and Emperor be one and the same? Was that a common view in Japan in the 60s? I don't know. I believe so. This is I, why you're here. Huh. At least during the 40s, but yeah. I didn't I mean, know that. So basically that lady photographer was talking nicely about all of us, except when we are compared against the Emperor of Japan. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good... That would be a research topic that we'd have to investigate. Yo. Because Hiro is still the Emperor. Yo. During the Showa series, yeah. You haven't written that, that, that. You haven't researched that dialogue. You haven't written that dissertation yet. No, this was like the first time I really paid attention to it. Well, 
when the when the egg hatches and the twin larvae come out, I didn't expect that. I wasn't sure if they were gonna come out as full grown Mothra or yeah. what. And then no, they'd be two, larvae. Yeah. So them squirming around the city must be more of a callback to the first Mothra movie, where the first half of it really is just about the uh, the larva going around fucking up Tokyo before eventually yeah. it it transforms. And- you know the the, I guess you could almost also compare it to a very David and Goliath story, where the hey, Im- the imago form is already weakened as it's dying, but it still goes out and fights with all its might. It uses its best weapon possible, its poisonous uh, powder. Yep. Which seems to have little poisonous no powder it, in conjunction with those crazy winds, just yeah. keeping Godzilla it, pinned it takes, down. It takes a direct hit from the atomic breath, and from the scale, I don't know if you can speak to this at all, but from the scale, yeah. it looks like Mothra is much, much considerably fucking bigger I than Godzilla. Mothra's wingspan is around three hundred feet. Wow. Godzilla at its height is one hundred and sixty-four feet or fifty wow. meters. Wow. So, so like double, yeah. You can cle- well that makes sense as to see. how those gusts kept Godzilla yeah, down. I believe it's Mach three that Mothra is able to produce. Jesus, yeah. You but, would know that off the top. But no matter what, in vain it desperately tries to destroy Mo- uh, Godzilla. It stands little chance once it receives a direct hit from its atomic breath. It burns the wings and it, it burns flies the wings. Away. It's nothing left than a. It flies off to die. Temporary shelter for its. I feel like egg. it kind of glided away to die yeah so the goliath depressing that was the darkest point of the film for sure oh totally and and you know we see in prior films anguirus's death at you you love him after godzilla you know yes serrates its jugular but you know this one seems a lot more uh devastating because mothra is more of a, a form of purity and goodness and Mothra is very much, I mean, not only and in it's, title and, of the movie. And, sh- and she's also very fragile. So to see, you know. It's the hero of the movie, though. Yeah. To, this is one of the, and I don't know, but we don't have too many more films where Godzilla is straight up the antagonist. Godzilla will essentially be an anti-hero in the next two to three films post that. There's no such thing as a villain until at least 84. Damn. Yeah. We got a bit to go. I'm a firm believer in the power of good and evil. You know, I guess you could say that this film is the last film that Godzilla is technically purely a villain. Where his character is not cute, cuddly, saves the day. It's, you know, still a force of nature on a destructive warpath that doesn't seem to have a direction or a bearing but will cause extreme destruction regardless. Well, hopefully the people and the citizens of Japan continue the trend that they started in this movie and realizing that maybe we can't destroy this thing. Maybe we just need to learn how to manage it. Because like you said, we've been saying it, I think, on every episode we've done to this point. He's a force of nature. Exactly. And I, I think to me, this movie is the last major one that really exemplifies that because you don't see him mm, with the direction. He's kind of just moving fluidly without, you know, circumventing something or, you know, kind of directing. He's just anything that gets in his way is going to be destroyed. Yeah. His tail gets stuck in the tower. 
he destroys it. It actually comes That's down upon him. That's one of my favorite him. scenes in this movie. It was a cool scene because not only know, does it contribute to uh, further to the uh, narrative of Godzilla is just hungover as fuck, but it's kind of funny, but it's kind of sad at the same time because he is this big, ginormous, clumsy creature. Yeah, trying to navigate his way after having been woken up. He gets his tail caught in this tower. He's just trying desperately to get the tail loose. Well, He's got and, and, no intention of destruction. Yeah, and, and, the and thing I just think, falls on him. I think that you know you could almost look at it as, you know, is he purposely trying to destroy things, or like even in the first film, he's just trying to make his way. At least, he, at least in this movie, I felt that he was genuinely just trying to make yeah. his way through the world. Is he is was he, not on a rampage? Is he almost like a bull in a china shop? Where yes. That was, wow. That was weird. Sorry. Yes. But yeah. He's very true. he's very much out of his natural element where, you know, I mean, he's not particularly trying to destroy things, but things are now in his way. Because he's a big fucking guy. Yeah. That's how I feel. Giant tail. Yeah. That, the tail on this suit is ridiculous. And little known fact, uh, when Brandon got married uh, several years back, his cake topper, go figure, was a Godzilla toy. A Godzilla toy that I currently possess in my hands, which is, uh, you know, a model of the suit from this movie that we watched today. And I've fucked with lots of Godzilla toys in my life. And this one is by far my favorite. The points of articulation are ridiculous, but the reason I bring up the points of articulation, within this tale, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Eight points of articulation in this GD tail that you had as a wedding topper. Uh, for those who are interested, it is the SH Monster Arts Mozugoji uh, Yo, figure. Yo, SH makes some of the best Dragon Ball Z toys ever. Why do you think I brought this over? But they're like eighty fucking dollars a pop. It's ridiculous. I saw you, a Nappa. Why in do a, you think I got this for my wedding? I don't know, man. This isn't something I would have gotten for a wedding cake topper. This is something it's I would have gotten. It's called sponsorships. You got sponsorships? You're a liar. Okay. Well, I was given budget money for certain what, wedding by things. by your wife? No. I'd rather not say, but yes. You always have all these secretive things going on, Brandon. Always. Always. A secretive man. Those who help sponsor it aren't living anymore. Oh. Oh. Way so. to make it sad. <laughs> anyway. All right, Brandon. Um, so I was able to acquire that particular figure for. I was gonna be to sit up straight on his tail like that. Oh dear. And bounce on it like a kangaroo Bom? or a tiger. Like tiger. That right. comes two movies later. Yeah, I'm waiting for Bouncing the goofy Godzilla shit to happen. Yeah. The goofy Godzilla stuff is really what kind of made me excited to do this podcast in the first place. I knew the first few would be, I don't know if heavy's the right word, but at least worthy of discussion. You, you know. Um, as things continue to get a little bit goofier and campier and they start to try to appeal to a broader, younger audience, that's when I feel things are going to get... Uh, that's when I feel things are going to get a little bit... I don't know. Just more fun. Like, we'll have to talk less about how the Americans bomb Japan and uh, more about how goofy Godzilla is when he kicks some fucking other huge monster through a building and then celebrates by jumping up and down several times and doing a victory pose dabbing yeah. it out basically yeah essentially well and and you know i think this is where you know we see a crossroads where you know uh 
they're they're definitely making the movie a little bit more lighthearted. Um, you don't see too many violent scenes. You know, there's the guy buried in the rubble afterwards. Oh, save the children, save the children. But it's it's definitely not the major destruction we saw in the first film. Um, you know, we also don't see. Um, we see some damage, but we don't see like massive scenes of devastation. Yeah. A few things are broken up. There's, you know, some action shots. So there's, there's definitely a lighthearted view, you know? Um, and as we progress, it's going to become easier and easier. And, you know, there's definitely going to be, I guess, so silly choreographed that I'll just be laughing for 25 yeah. minutes straight yeah, to the podcast. Exactly. Can't wait for that. You know, this, this film will slowly start making a departure where major vestiges of seriousness are going to be vestiges. withdrawn. It's a serious word. Vestige. Vestiges, plural. Vestiges. In terms of Mothra versus Godzilla and how you rank it, Brandon, mm-hmm. like I said, of the four that we've watched to this point, this is my second favorite after the original in 54. Yeah. I mean... I don't want you to rank it out of the four, but out of all of the Godzilla films that you've watched, which is, you know, majority. All of them. Yeah. yeah where does it rank for you? Does it rank in your top five? Number top... one. What? Number one. Number two. This this is really your top one, top two? Probably, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I and really I, liked this movie, too. And, and it was I mean, entertaining, and not but because like, of the fight, because the fight's, what, a minute or two long? Yeah, it's not super I, long. I like it because I feel that, you know, there's... There's a lot of cool, just focused Godzilla scenes. I really love the suit. I feel like the suit has so much definition in its facial exp- uh, expressions. Well, Shannon said it as we were watching it. Like, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's a cinematography thing, but the yeah. suit is much more well lit in this movie. You can see the details on it yeah. way more. And I think that contributes a lot to why at least at this point it's my favorite suit like if if i'm feeling the urge to watch a godzilla film um especially like oh i've had a rough day it'd be really cool just to sit back and relax between this one and the next one Ghidorah, the three-headed monster are my go-to's automatically um just because i feel like there's just a lot of cool cinematography in it and you know they're really they flow well to me yeah you know there's a couple that there's a lot of slow scenes or there's just you know unnecessary scenes to me this one was a good build-up between you know godzilla's rampaging across japan what are we gonna do we need to find a solution this is the first time where they kind of they you know, try besides, to fight fire with besides, fire. Besides, oh, let's let's meet King Kong and Godzilla. Hopefully, yeah. they kill each other. They try to fight fire with this fire. This is, you know, look, we know that it's going to be a long shot, but perhaps we could plea for help. And and kind of the kind of heartbreaking end to that is Mothra is going to die no matter what. We know that she's going to die, but she's still willing to make one attempt, at least if anything, to save her egg. But you know, to give a second chance on humanity and, and, and make a chance to, to do something, you know, humanity always and, needs that second chance. And and this is, this is the weird transistory period where they're going to be losing more and more seriousness, focusing more on fun and bringing people in to see a, 
a good movie without you know devastating connotations this isn't the seriousness of like we were talking about earlier we Logan got bombed or or the dark knight yeah this is fun kind of you know early marvel movies like you know i want to watch logan right fucking now that's one of the best superhero movies ever made. I love that movie. Ever it's made. So good. I don't care that it's not technically in the MCU. I realize people have a lot of, especially with Infinity War having just come out. Logan is one of the best superhero movies ever fucking made. So much to the point that I feel that it transcends the drawn the genre of okay. superhero flick. If no. you watch Logan, no. You're fucking oh, up. You're so fucking up good. real bad, dude. You get it to go. Yo, there's like six red boxes from here to your fucking home in Newport. Hit one and see if they got Logan. That's in Newport, Vermont, by the way, people. No, it's not. Fuck off. I want people to know where you live. Newport, Connecticut? It's Rhode Island. Shit. You realize I edit these, right? They don't just go live. Bad pictures him. of me show up on Instagram. I don't trust anything. Oh. Shut the fuck up, Brandon. Bad Speaking of Instagram, him. if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, go do it. I'm about to take control of the website from Brandon. We'll co-manage. How about that? Pogira, P-O-D-G-J, P-O-D-J-I-R-A. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yes. How the hell did we manage to get that handle on Instagram? Uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yes, my son. But. Go follow us on Instagram if you haven't done that already. Uh, Facebook, Pogira, P-O-D-J-I-R-A. Please make sure that you rate, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And if you've got friends who are into Godzilla and you're not sharing this podcast with them, you're a dick. Uh, Don't be a dick. That's kind of going off the assumption that you take something away from this podcast of value, which I don't think Brandon Dakzilla Alio is going to have happen. Uh, so Mothra Godzilla in the books. What are we going to do next? Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster or uh, Three Big Monsters, The Greatest Battle Ever, I believe is the translation. Uh, are they similar? Like, or- This is the same movie, but two movie. different titles, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's Ghidorah. Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Word. Is it like a Mecha Ghidorah? There will be a 91, yeah. Can't wait for 91, baby. Year before Mm. I was born. Shh. Don't give away your age. These people need to think that you're a seasoned veteran. Oh, okay. Shh. Well, that being said, thank you for listening to Pojira. Much thanks to Shannon. Much thanks to Brandon. My name is Kyle, and uh, we will see you again in a month. I seriously can't even bring myself to listen to myself from a year ago. Woof. I'm so annoying. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed Mothra versus Godzilla. Me and Brandon are going to enjoy King of the Monsters tonight. Pretty amped. Amped as fuck. Hope you uh, are able to go see it. We will have a big spoiler discussion up on it next week but until then there it is